Hello. This is a video that I've prepared over a month to make. The world of live streaming is totally exploding. Growth in viewership and the number of streamers is doubling every year. And an increasing number of people are spending time in the live world watching career broadcasters. But I don't think that we really talk about what that career actually entails. You hear about it from place to place, but there's no one location to get a full idea of it. So today, what we're going to do is a complete breakdown on the truth about streaming and what actually comes with it. So please join me for one of the most important videos I've ever made. Two quick things before that. Our community is represented by uh, Discord, discord.gg slash Devin, which is the kind of central place where we talk about all kinds of things in this industry, including marketing and business. So if you like this kind of topics, please do join the Discord. And my second ask is a heavy one. And it's, uh, I'll try not to do this too often, but I have started a Patreon to support this YouTube, patreon.com slash Devin Nash. And I would really appreciate if these types of videos have added some kind of value to you. I do custom content over there every day. And I would appreciate if uh, people looked into that. And uh, of course, there's absolutely no obligation. Everything will always be free. But one of those two quick announcements, Patreon and Discord, they'll be in the links down below. So with that said, let's get to it. Why did I decide to make this video? I have been thinking about this subject for what feels like so long. And so many other broadcasters have talked about it endlessly. What pushed me over the edge, I think, was Asmongold's recent video where he posted what's really been happening and Asmongold opens up about his life and future. He talks about the massive mental effect of streaming and how he needs to orient his life in a whole different way in order to be able to sustain broadcasts at the level that he does. We also see this from pretty much every significant full-time creator, I mean, in terms of time invested. And this is not just from larger broadcasters, but also smaller broadcasters. The mental health toll of broadcasting is something that affects every size of broadcaster. And we are not talking about why. Like we, we, we see over and over again that there are these people who have these problems, but I don't think anyone has really explained in completely coherent form why these things exist. And that's what I'm going to try to do today. So let's take a look at like what I kind of mean. So here, here's a really powerful clip from Asmongold on this subject. Like, and that's the thing, right? Is like, I, I, I like having fun. I like playing things up. I like doing that stuff. And honestly, like if I can't do that, if I can't have fun and I have to constantly like watch what I say because people are going to take it and like use it against me, I just don't want to stream anymore. And, and that's really the truth. Like I, there is a, there's a big part of me that just wants to quit. I just, I don't want to do it anymore. It's not fun. I'm not enjoying myself. And if it keeps up this way, I probably will. So you can just see the emotion here, right? And this is Hassan commenting on Dan's Gaming, um, kind of a, a mental health meta commentary on Dan's Gaming, who was expressing at this time some of the difficulties of broadcasting. Who would have thought that sitting in your living room and talking into a camera for eight hours a day would have lasting negative consequences <laughs> on your mental health? Right. Um, but we're seeing this all over the place. So, so Pokimane, as of the time of this filming, uh, has basically taken about a month off where uh, releasing this statement. It's been hard for me to find the same joys and motivation for making content. The things I look forward to the most, like visiting my family, traveling, going to conventions, being something that aren't possible, led me to feeling burnt out for quite some time. I've been planning to take a month off. I recognize that I'm very lucky to be able to do work during the pandemic. I still need to do what's best for my mental health. So Pokimane uh, actually extended that time. And um, we're, just, we're just seeing this 
all over the place. Uh, another one was Mitch Jones, who has recently quit broadcasting. It means that their day job sucks or they don't like it. Or that, means, that definitely means they're unhappy. A lot of them are fucking miserable and, st and you know, stream to stream to get their views and to get their little attention that they crave. But other than that, they don't care about streaming at all. Yeah, I feel that. You know, it's, it's a... It's a very scary thing. You're not alone, man. And and in anything, you'll never. You're not alone at all. <sighs> Thank you, bro. So, Mitch, I recently talked to Mitch on a podcast about this, and just I like completely understood the position he was coming from, and how you know he essentially made a lifestyle decision to stream, uh, not at all, but uh, probably less overall if he doesn't quit entirely, because he understands the mental impact on it. So. That's, that's kind of the setup for this talk. Now, what is like actually going on here? And again, I showed you some examples of some very large broadcasters. This is, I want to be very clear that this affects every content creator. And we're going to go over the reasons why now, um, just, just going one by one. So of course, uh, no Devin Nash video would be complete unless we busted out uh, our one single friend and ally here, the notepad. And this is going to be one hell of a notepad. <laughs> Let me tell you what, because I, I have taken a lot of time to compile these reasons. So why, like, what is it about streaming that is causing this mental health problem? And why is this so much more prominent in this industry than other places? Now, there's work and overwork is a problem in every industry, but broadcasting kind of takes the cake for a lot of mental health issues. And uh, there's been people that have risen uh, that, ha that have tried to help address this problem and talk about it. Dr. K is probably the best known of those people who has brought on several broadcasters and revealed that like there is this mental health issue. M myself as well, I've been on that show many times now, I think, I I think uh, almost half a dozen times, uh, showing that broadcasters have these issues. And, and um uh, also, there's been charities set up, but one that I'm very passionate about called Rise Above the Disorder, uh, RAD, is uh, an amazing charity that helps uh, gaming, gamers find therapy. And if you're watching this video looking for that, I will put a link to RAD down below. Uh, uh, they're phenomenal. Um, absolutely. Uh, I would much rather you support them first than my Patreon, for example. They're, they're insanely, insanely important. So um, we'll talk about that more a little bit later. The first reason why people are... Uh, why mental health is such a problem in this industry is the hours commitment. So I'm going to pull up three different profiles and just give you the stats on them of some of the top broadcasters in the space. So if we look at Amaranth, who is the number one female creator as of the time of this recording, Amaranth right now over the last 30 days, these numbers have changed So uh, because I've been doing the research for quite a while. So at the time that I took the numbers, the, the total amount of hour investment of Amaranth live on stream uh, for 30 days was 336 hours. It's now 342 hours. So that's the last, so if we just do the math on that, let me show you here, 342 divided by four, right? That's per week, gives you 85 hour weeks. Uh, let me tell you, I am an entrepreneur. I've built three businesses. I have worked 85 to 90 hour weeks a few times uh, and, and mostly kind of hover around like 60 or 70. Uh, my God, a true 85 to 90 hour week is absolutely brutal. And that's not being live. That's just focusing on work. I mean, 85 hours is, is so much. It is an unbelievable amount of time. We can just parse this back down, divide it by seven. It's 12.2 hours of being live every single day, seven days a week. That's, that's Amaranth's commitment, but it doesn't end there, right? There's Hassan, who also 
has put in an incredible amount of hours. So Hassan over the last 30 days, when I took these numbers, was 211 hours. Let's see what he's at now. So he's at 235. He's gone up as well by 15%. So 235 divided by four, again, is uh, 58 hours a week. Again, divided by seven is 8.4 hours per day. So you might say, well, okay, I work eight hours a day. Like, that's not a big deal. Eight hours a day, seven days a week, no break, because this is a 30-day period. This is, this is a average taken over a 30-day period, which means that he is not taking days off mostly to get the... If he did take a day off, he'd have to make up eight hours on another day for that. That's seven days a week. So very few people put in this kind of time. And, a, and, and you'll get people out there that are like, oh, yeah, so I work 70 hours. But like very few people. In my experience in the, in the business world, very few people will truly work over 40 hours a week. But all of the broadcasters who are live are streaming that kind of time and, and, and that are really successful. And, and you also look at them and you say, okay, this is their live time. Like, they have social media platforms. They have to be in other places. They have commitments. They have collaborations. This is the time they're live on their channel. So the hours commitment is absolutely massive. Let's look at another one. Uh, this is Asmongold, who might look like he is a little bit less. I, I, br I bring him up specifically because he... Um, uh, he, of his videos, he has so he's recently taken a break from streaming. At the time that I recorded these numbers, his hours were 136, which doesn't seem that bad. But he also streams on another channel, Zachrar, which uh, gives him 237 hours or 59 hours per week. So if you go look through the total time streamed for many of the top content creators, it is unbelievably high. And this is a problem of Twitch as a service. I want to be very clear that, that this is something that Twitch is responsible for, either inadvertently or advertently, but doesn't take much ownership of. There are many issues that come from live streaming that are just, I think, a byproduct and they're not Twitch's fault, but this is the one that I think I put to Twitch the most because Twitch doesn't give discovery to people. Twitch hasn't built a platform that drives users into the platform to discover new people. So if you want, at, at a high level, if you want to stream, uh, sorry, if you want to get people to discover you, you must stream more. A and that's the formula. If you're not live, your channel is effectively dead, right? Because all they do is go to an offline stream. This is different from something, say, YouTube or Instagram or any other platform, really, that is providing value immediately when somebody goes to your profile. If you go to the person's Instagram, there are your images there to consume. If you go to a person's YouTube, there are the VODs to consume, and you can watch those anytime you want. But if you go to a Twitch stream and somebody is offline, then that person is offline, and that's the end of it. And there isn't much value to consume there. You could say, well, you could go into the VODs, but there isn't a culture of checking VODs. And also, like the nature of live streaming is such that you have to be there in the event and the moment. So that means that the people that put in the most hours are going to grow the most. And this is something that is not going to change. It's just the nature of live streaming. Twitch can make it a little bit better by making the platform more discoverable, but this is a pretty big problem. Let me also say that this does not apply to smaller broadcasters. It's actually the opposite with smaller broadcasters. This is one of the most, the biggest misunderstood things about broadcasting is that the one, if you are a large broadcaster, so a Hassan Avi or an Asmongold, the best thing you can do is stream more hours. I, I, I'm telling you the problems with it, but that's the best thing you can do. If you are a smaller broadcaster, the worst thing you can do is stream more hours because you will not get more discovery by streaming more hours. This is number one mistake that broadcasters in the smaller areas do. If you're below two to 3,000 concurrent viewers, streaming more will just simply not help you because you're not in the directory getting discovered. So um, this um, hour commitment 
puts up what I call the always on mentality. And the always on mentality is a big part of what Asman talked about in this video and what you saw in this clip before. It's this idea that you have to play up the audience. You have to be entertaining. You have to step outside of yourself to be someone else. And that gets exhausting if you're naturally an introverted person, which happens to be most people who play video games. I have struggled with this myself so many times over the years. I've been broadcasting for nine years live. And so many times I felt like I knew that the more that I played up something, the more that I did dramatic pauses and comedic effect, the more that I would get and garner viewership and get clips and, and, and get discovered. People want that kind of rodeo clown mentality. And that's that's why channels that appeal to that demographic and people that are really extreme in their reactions like XQC are so successful because Twitch go, goes towards a younger audience and, and it begets that kind of crowd. I've learned since then, uh, since I, I've gotten quite a bit older and I've been streaming for a long time, that I just don't want to vibe with that, that my mental energy is not well invested in that space. And so I just make 60 minute videos about mental health and I just talk about it the way I would talk about it. And the people that are going to get value from that are less, but those of you that are here will get more of it. And I'm grateful for that. But you have to detach yourself from those numbers. And that's so hard to do. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Detaching yourself from those outcomes and those numbers, that constant clout chasing is like impossible. So you feel like you have to play yourself up and you have to be a person who is on and entertaining, but maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you just want to chill and play video games. And that's why you see this chasm between people who truly love a game, but then they just stream it and they're like, ah, oh, it's dead to me. There are so many people that I've seen that happen to, and probably people that you have watched or you know that that has happened to, where they'll have a game that they love and they'll be like, oh God, I just don't want to play this anymore. Like the, the act of streaming, it makes it exhausting. So that is why that happens. It's that always on mentality. And let's also talk about direct feedback and negativity and bias, okay? So Twitch is the only platform that you consistently receive direct and live feedback without a great way to filter it. Or another way to say this is if you stream, you will consistently see negative comments. Now, you'll see positive ones too, but the problem is that the human brain has a tendency to internalize people's comments that are negative. Why is this? Well, this goes all the way back to basic, basic psychology, the basic foundation of psychology, which says that if I perceive something positive to me, that's great. And I have a little bit of a feel-good moment, a little bit of a hit of dopamine and serotonin. It's good. But if I perceive something negative that's a potential threat to me, fear causes me to t pay attention to that because that could potentially be a threat to myself, my career, my livelihood, or people around me. So you will, the, the brain always has a tendency to focus on negative comments. And you can ask any large broadcaster, they might get 99 positive comments, but the one that is a true degradation of their character. It's a true dressing down of their character is the one they focus on. It might bother them for hours. And the problem is that because of the anonymity of the internet, it leads people to be able to feel like they can issue these comments to a person and that that person isn't human. I can't tell you the number of just absolutely tear down comments that I have gotten over time. It, it is 
unbelievable. I've had entire threads, multiple, multiple, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of times, devoted to just bringing me down. It could be everything. It could be physical characteristics. It can be, uh, I'm a scam artist. I'm trying to get people out of their money. There's, there's so many things. And the only thing you can really do is the Joe Rogan strategy of post and ghost, right? Which is just like you, you, you post and then you leave. But you can't do that on Twitch because you the chat interaction is an integral part of most broadcasts. So you have to exist in that negativity. And that is a sort of Damocles that, that, that hangs over you constantly. And you just have a very difficult time like processing that. And eventually it's going to lead to burnout. It's, it's a really, really hard problem. So uh, keeping in mind that I, I, my goal in this talk is to outline these problems and to start getting people to pay attention to them. I, I can't necessarily propose a solution to these because a lot of them are individual to their community or are sol solutions that you, the viewer, need to decide to do by issuing more positive comments, for example. But that's the goal of this. Number three, and this is one of the ones that I think is the most prominent, is clout chasing in numbers. Oh man, is this a big one. So first of all, you are bound to your follower number, CCVs, tips, viewership, etc. One of the things that I decided was that I could never create content of any sort of value as long as I was a full-time broadcaster or streamer. The reason why in 2015, I had been streaming at that point for three and a half years. I started in 2012. I got partnered at PAX and then I started streaming full-time. And I realized after three years of doing it that I was never going to be able to be happy as because as a full-time broadcaster, I would always be attached to numbers and these success metrics. And there, there is nothing but darkness down that path. So I decided to start getting into business and I transitioned to esports because I wanted to, I always wanted to create content. I've, I've never, ever since I was an adult, I've always wanted to create content, but I, I, I don't ever want to be bound to it. As a full-time broadcaster, the ups and downs of being bound to CCV, the constant guess of viewership every day and viewership numbers is an exhausting proposition today you could have a thousand viewers tomorrow you could have three thousand viewers and then for the next week you even out at two thousand viewers and you feel like a failure this is a concept that i explained in another video i don't remember what context it was but it's a really interesting problem that only in bro live broadcasting can you receive 100% growth and still be miserable. <laughs> in any other business, if you got 100% of your revenue or doubled your results, you would be ecstatic. But in live streaming, it can feel like that because of the neurotic swings of viewership. And the problem with the neurotic swings of viewership is you, you can't actually know most of the time, over a short period of time, why your viewership is fluctuating thusly. You, you might have your suspicions, you might feel like you were off that day, but we've crunched so many numbers at our agency. And we know that the only way to look at viewership consistently over time is over a 90-day period, minimum. That's the minimum amount of time they, because that's enough for trends to even out and to look at your content objectively as a means of what is your viewership doing? What's your community doing? Way too many people, I mean, from day to day, I have, I, I have fielded dozens and dozens of messages from broadcasters over the years about how depressed they've gotten and how sad they are because certain days have affected their viewership. This is a, um, a, a, a huge problem. But in addition to that, you're also dealing with the comparisons to everyone else. 
So particularly in gaming categories that are very focused, like Escape from Tarkov or Path of Exile or Magic the Gathering, it's very easy to look at the top few influencers in that category and then constantly feel put out because they might be doing better than you. You don't, you don't just compare yourself to your own viewership every day. Good God, you also compare yourself to everyone else's. So if someone else is doing better than you, you it's, it's almost impossible the way that Twitch is built as a directory system, as a kingmaker, that a person that has 5,000 viewers is inherently doing better than a 2,000 viewer a person, which, by the way, is completely not true. Uh, what matters on the back end is, is viewer engagement, uh, monetization. For example, there are people that have 1,000 viewer streams that are making close to a half a million a year. There are people with 1,000 viewer streams that are making uh, uh, under... 40k a year so it just depends on how you monetize that and how you look at it um it, it this comparison to everyone else is this sort of constant problem that i that, that people do and it, it's it's really uh it's really it's it's, re it's really disheartening to constantly look and see other people outperforming you and feel like your content is not enough Okay, but we're not done. Uh, there's so many things within this. There's also the matter of parasocial relationships. So not only is there, in fact, I think we're going to go back to that, actually. I think that deserves its own category, so I'll go back to that in a minute. Uh, there's also a matter of not being able to stream what you want. That is to say, there is usually a difference between what a streamer wants to do and what they have to do. What do I mean by that? While certain types of viewership are not going to be popular, how many variety broadcasters have you heard complain that if they go onto a certain game, they are getting half their viewership and just people don't want to watch that? Many people that build their brands on a certain type of identity cannot transition those audiences over to other places and as a result feel really bad about it. Uh, I was notorious for this as a League of Legends streamer full-time. And one of the reasons why I decided to stop streaming and go into business and only create content as a side job was because I was a full-time League of Legends streamer. At the time on the platform, I had around 2.5 to 3,000 concurrent viewers and uh, just as many subscribers. I was, I was killing it, but I could not play League of Legends. I remember I curled up in a ball underneath my desk one day and I cried because I, that was how hard it was to imagine streaming another day of League of Legends and having five people on my team tell me that I should die <laughs> and, very, and all various other things that I can't mention on YouTube or I get demonetized. So I, I j just on and on and on every single day. And like, I know there might be someone in the audience is thinking like, oh, well, woe is you. Like you making that kind of money playing League of Legends, bro. Every day, seven days a week, like you, it, it gets to the point where it is mentally exhausting. Like I, I understand the privilege that uh, I had being able to make money off of video games, but it's like not this dream that people think. You, you, you get so exhausted, like that. All you want to do is you want to create something else. You want to do something else. Just imagine like being assigned to some menial task and like no matter what you get paid at some level, it doesn't matter. Look at Asmongold. The guy's clearing millions of dollars a year. He must be compared to his YouTube and his, his subscriber count, but he's not happy. He, and you'll see this consistently across every broadcaster in the top levels. Pokimane is so successful. She's a multi, multi-millionaire. She can afford everything, but money is not solving her problems. Hassan, money is not solving any of these problems. So it's not about that. It's not about that success. It's about identifying that you, there is some real struggle within streaming. Like one of the worst things we do to broadcasters as a community, listen up, this is so important. One of the worst things we do to broadcasters 
is we make them feel marginalized because they play video games and we and we make them feel like oh because you play video games you should be grateful you should be you should be ecstatic that you make money this way and like that undermines the reality that this is a really difficult job that is super duper time consuming has and has an enormous amount of negativity compared to other jobs i am so tired of hearing people Dog on broadcasting, like, oh, you play video games, like, that's the easiest thing in the world, must be nice, right? Give it up. Like, that is the worst thing for these broadcasters to hear. A little bit of a rant there, but super important. Broadcasters don't usually get to do what they want to do. Even if they start streaming a game like Path of Exile because they love the game, playing that game for thousands of hours, 12 hours a day, being a balloons only streamer or whatever, right? Is exhausting. It's so much. And you, you have to uh, imagine that not being able to stream what you want is like one of the number one things that is so difficult. And so it causes broadcasters to get into this place where they, um, they just get mentally exhausted and they, and, and they can't keep going. Oh, and number four is something that is really, really heavy. Uh, but I have to talk about it in, in the context of this video. And uh, that is uh, parasocial relationships, <clears throat> harassment, and stalkers. So just a couple of examples of this. Um, there's a very powerful article on Deserto where Swedenita and Chocobaros talk about uh, their respective stalkers. Swedenita having a person who slept on her lawn, uh, would peek through her windows, and uh, Choco having a, a, a sort of a, a similar experience where um, just these horrible tweets, I often think about how I'll probably die by the hands of a stalker and no one could do anything about it. This is heavy to talk about, but if it does happen, I hope my death means something and protects other creators from similar situations. Uh, one of our people that we represent, Amaranth, just recently had her house set on fire by somebody that came by and, and, and just lit her trash on fire and it almost blew up her car, right? Um, this is the heaviest thing I'm going to talk about. I'm sorry I do. And like, you got to bear with me through this because um, this is something we've got to get out there, guys. Like particularly for female broadcasters, the issue of harassment is unacceptable. Uh, here's the aforementioned Washington Post article about um, uh, uh, Amarantha and her house getting on fire. But this is not exclusive to um, female broadcasters. XQC had to leave his home because of <clears throat> people doing SWATs and uh, people doxing his house. Multiple, multiple broadcasters have had to move. Hassan, upon buying a house in Los Angeles, at the time of this recording, this was just a couple of weeks ago, immediately had his address leaked. He didn't even move into the house yet and immediately had his address leaked multiple, multiple times. People spamming his address. Um, I remember I was doing a stream with uh, Hachabi, who is a Korean creator who's amazing, does, does really cool uh, IRL content. And Hachabi, um, we were walking by a location, people were just spamming uh, an address. This also happened with my, my girlfriend, I'm Jasmine, who was an IRL content creator. And uh, she was getting her address spammed. It had numerous, numerous messages from, from uh, unscrupulous people. Like, I, this is such an issue. It's such an issue that, at a, that if you are a, a, a high-level broadcaster, I would say within the top you know, 0.1%, at some level, you are inevitably going to run into this. I, 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 I'm sorry to say, if you're a female broadcaster, it's guaranteed. It, the, one of the reasons why people, uh, why VTubing is taking over and becoming such a prominent thing is because VTubers are, are, get to be more anonymous. So people like Silvervale and Momo have talked about the difficulty of, um, of, 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 of like the, the imagining trying to be a girl and, and presenting yourself on 
on stream and having people look at you for all in all these ways. Uh, not only is that extremely difficult to a person's self-image, is people like Lily Pichu have talked about this a lot and have created VTuber avatars so that sometimes they can just relax and they can just kind of chill out and run on a cool. And I love the VTubing phenomenon. Like it's so awesome that 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 that's like one of the main undercurrents that's empowering women right now is VTubing. It's awesome. It's so cool that we have that. Um, but like women that put themselves out there to get judged for their physicality, which uh, th is, is mostly what they get judged for, unfortunately, um, that have to climb the ladder of like Amaranth, for example, who is an amazingly smart business person. If you don't believe me, go to Twitter and follow at WildKate, which is uh, her, her account that's not at Amaranth. So it doesn't just do content. And she regularly posts stuff about the stock market and about business that, that I don't understand. It blows my mind, right? It's just the stuff that, 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 is, that she clearly shows. She is very, very on point and connected. So this woman is a, a genius when it comes to business. And obviously, that's, that, that's what has caused her to rise to the top. However, not, so many people will just judge her like, right away uh, at face value. So when I turn on my stream as a white guy, uh, that, that like that that, that I, I look the part of the authority I, immediately. Like I, I, there's so little that I have to do that I have to overcome. I just have to convince you based on my words that I'm right. But Amaranth has to climb an entire mountain before even getting there, and then she's judged on the same stuff that I am, if she ever is. So it, it, it's a really difficult state of affairs, and this is a issue that I need to do more work on. But I, I don't know if it has a solution. Like the nature of live streaming creates these parasocial relationships because you interact with this broadcaster in this direct way, and they can they can re respond to you in real time. It feels like they're talking to you. So people that have a lot of mental health issues gravitate towards these people. They're my friends. Oh, they care about me. Maybe they could even love me. There's so many messages that my girlfriend gets or that influencers that I know that I represent get that are like, will you marry me? Like, like will you be with me? I can tell you love me. Like, they're, 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 they're these really sad messages. Sometimes I see messages a lot of the time from female influencers that they, they, they show me. They're just pages and pages of people writing with no response back. And, and this is... Um, something that is really difficult to talk about. And, 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 it's, and, and this is one of the reasons why going back to Rise Above the Disorder, um, it, Rad, I, I, I cannot stress enough that maybe if, if, if you know a person or you are watching this video and, and, and you're, you're here, um, please like, consider that charity. It's, it, it's, it's uh, get connected with therapists. Like the, 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 ultimate, the, the ultimate thing that we can do to help this process is to encourage people that therapy is okay and and that it is it is okay to see a therapist and it's great to see a therapist and, and and that everyone can should be able to do it um if we would if we lived in a, a country in a world where mental health was more highly valued uh we don't so it costs money and a lot of people and, and, and a lot of people are privileged out of it so rise above disorder tries to um connect people to, to people who can get uh, for affordable mental health or free mental health. And it is an incredible charity. Dr. K is also doing a lot of work in this area. So those are the two people that I'd recommend right now. But this is an issue that um, if, if there's anything I want you to take away from it, it's just to be aware of it and to support broadcasters that are going through it. That's all. Uh, that's the only thing that I think I could recommend here. Support the charities and the broadcasters that are going through it because this is like the real hidden dark side of broadcasting. And maybe it deserves its own video and uh, like compilation. Um.
Ah, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. So, uh, let's get on to a little bit of a lighter topic. Give me a sec. That's a lot. And I, I just, obviously, I've just been in this space for so long. That made me tear up a little bit. Man, that's crazy. Uh, just because I'm so passionate about it, and I feel so bad for the people that are going through it. I just feel so bad. <sighs> okay. Um, the fifth one is direct competition. So, uh, Twitch creates a directory system that puts you one-to-one with other streamers in your genre and their viewership. Uh, there's also a concept called crossover viewership. So we're going to look at a map of communities on Twitch. Uh, you may have seen this, may have not. And this is an older map. I just pulled up one. So what you'll see here is a interconnected group of communities. This is represented by Kagursh, who is an awesome, awesome person that updates this map. And you can see here how these communities intertwine. So if you look at the purple, for example, you'll see XQC, Mizkif, GM Hikaru, Soda Papa, and Greek God. You'll see that everybody in Twitch is connected. Uh, on YouTube, since there's mostly algorithmic discovery, this is not the same way. But Twitch is actually, I know it, se it may not seem like it because it seems like such a vast platform, but it's actually like quite a niche platform in, in, in a really real way. And um, you can expect to have a certain percentage crossover with other audiences that are within your genre. One of the ways to look at this is you can go into your dashboard if you're a creator and you can see um, the crossover audience that uh, there is with other creators. So, so it'll show you, I think on the bottom right of the insights dashboard, it'll show you uh, streamers that you have viewers in common with. And you, you'll be surprised if you have over like 100 to 500 viewers, like you'll have huge crossover audiences, like sometimes upwards to like 20 to 50% crossover audiences with other broadcasters. So it just goes to show just how closely uh, knit these communities are. So um, going into, this is like the IRL kind of like uh, live stream meta reacts communities, but we can go over here to like some of the more esoteric communities. Like this one is like the Spanish community. I say esoteric, it's actually the biggest community on Twitch. Ha, huh, I did a video about that. Um, let's try again. Uh, and you can go over here to like some of the, like the, um, the, the, the Japanese community or um, some of the like, uh, the, what is the yellow community again? I can't remember. Oh, sports and things like that. Yeah. So um, you look and some German streamers like Montana Black and things like that. And look over here and just see how interconnected they are. So it's very easy if there are two or three broadcasters in your category to view those people as direct competition. You don't really view YouTubers in the same way. And this is actually a problem that is getting better on Twitch because um, collaborations are happening. So people are more comfortable with sharing viewership, which is good. That's, that, that's, that's a good thing that's improving. Huh, okay. Um, it wouldn't be a Devin Nash video if I didn't recommend what to do. So the next section is going to be just uh, some of the things that I think we can do to start um, dealing with this problem. But uh, before you did that, where are we at in the video? Uh, we're 36 minutes in. Okay, I think. That's it. That's short. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that'd be, it was probably a little bit shorter because of edits. It must be like 33 or 34 minutes in. So if you're still here and you're at the 33, 34 minute mark or wherever I said this, um, post a comment. Let me know if you like these videos and you're, re and you're uh, listening this whole time. 
uh, oh my God, you should uh, just post up and let me know. I, I, I love the people that are like, like haven't fallen asleep and are like, I'm here. I got it. I've been here. I'm watching the whole video. I'm listening. Also, um, if you, if you uh, haven't subscribed at this point, but you've listened 33 minutes, perhaps maybe consider doing that because you might be invested enough to be a subscriber. Okay. Uh, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do? I think the first thing and the most obvious thing is awareness, straight up awareness. You, as an individual viewer, uh, regardless of whether you're a content creator watching this or not, but as an individual consumer, being aware of this issue already empowers the issue. If everyone, there, there's an there's a amazing quote. Mm, I'm going to find it right now. If every eight-year-old in the world is taught meditation, we will eliminate violence from the world within one generation. So I love this quote. I'll read it again. If every eight-year-old in the world is taught meditation, we will eliminate violence from the world within one generation. Now, that's probably not true, <laughs> but it begets a point that the ultimate, the ultimate goal of meditation is awareness. And what he's saying there is that increased awareness on issues will in of themselves start to contribute to the solution of the issue. You watching this video are an army of one. And if you bring up your awareness in this, and you, you, and you start to adapt behaviors that not only do not encourage this kind of thing, this, this, this mental health toll that, that is on broadcasters, but also brings people up, you are one part of the army of a solution that starts to make that possible. And if enough people get on board with that, the problem diminishes. If all people get on board with that, the problem disappears. So awareness is the final issue here. And this is why I created this video. If you're listening to this video, I already just have so much respect for you to, go, to get this far because you care about this issue enough that you want to pay attention to it and you are now actively being part of the solution. But go forth, share this video with people. I don't normally say that, but this is a video that people need to watch if they can get through it. <laughs> they, 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 they need to be aware of it. Please um, get, get this out there because, uh, and, and share other resources too, anything you find on this. Share Asmongold's video on, um, on, on his struggles in streaming that I just, uh, that I just put, posted up at the beginning of the video. Please like, like share and be aware of the situation as part of the solution. And acknowledge broadcasters. Don't write them off. Um, don't be mean to them. Don't just sit behind anonymity and think that they're going to be okay and that they'll just write you off. You know, they're people. Uh, everybody is human and they all take this seriously. Um, for broadcasters that might be struggling with this, that might be watching this, because I know there's a lot of you, the number one thing you can do is diversify. Go onto other platforms, uh, especially revenue generating ones. I have several videos about how to create a successful Patreon. I would highly recommend that you do that immediately. I think every single content creator should have a Patreon. Have other sources of income that come in that can distribute the amount of stress. You need to be able to feel like you can take time off. If your only platform is Twitch, you will end up almost inevitably in a mental health downfall. It'll, it'll, it'll be very difficult to parse because you, you will feel like you have to keep feeding that dragon just for it to survive. And by diversifying onto other platforms, especially paid platforms, consider products, consider services, consider uh, like, really consider another job entirely. It worked for me. I love the work that I do offline and I love creating these videos. I can create these videos because I don't feel like I have to rush it. I created this video in a month because I never felt like this topic needed to be rushed so that I could get more views or subscribers or money or more support on Patreon or whatever. I created this topic in my own time and then I released it because I thought it was important. 
that's where you want to be. If you diversify well, you can do that. And I think that a lot more people should consider other forms of income other than just that form of live streaming content creation. I really do think you're leaving something on the table mentally and otherwise you're leaving your best work on the table if you are a full-time content creator um, and not diversified. It's fine being a full-time content creator diversified, knowing that you know you don't have, maybe you can take some time off of your live streaming platform because you have a lot of other verticals that you could work on that you're passionate about or whatever. But when I also say diversify, I also mean diversify in terms of your skills and expertise too. Many people, like all you do is play video games and that, that would be unhealthy just in of itself, whether you're streaming or not. Go outside, take a class, like uh, learn a new hobby learn a new language, right? Um, explore, hike, anything, right? Diversification is the number one um, thing that I could recommend uh, in addition to awareness. So uh, lastly and finally, um, I'm going to give you some resources, but hey, uh, if you've gotten this far, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, really. Uh, this, I do think, is one of the most important videos I'll ever create, if it is not the most important video I've ever created. And uh, I'm so passionate about it. That This is a subject that I'm so, so passionate about resources. Um, please, if you have a great resource, leave it in the comments section and I will update the, my brain with uh, the way to recommend that in the future. But please, um, especially if you are looking to support a charity and you might uh, be doing really well, um, please consider supporting Rise Above the Disorder. Uh, if you are in need of that kind of help or, need so, or know a broadcaster or know someone that needs that kind of help, Rise Above the Disorder is great. If you can reach out to Dr. K's stream, uh, Dr. K is, let me get that address for you. Dr. K is called he he works out of the brand called Healthy Gamer and he is available at healthygamer.gg or his team I should say as it is uh, unlikely that you might get in front of him um but uh RAD uh is available to everyone and they are at urrad.org I cannot recommend them enough and the CEO Jason Docton who runs that is uh a rare example of a uh, uncorrupted and truly dedicated person. And he comes from a past that, um, that, that, that he puts the service to others above all else. And we are lucky to have him in the world. So please do support that. Um, and that's it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just grateful that you guys took the time to listen. Um, I'm not going to do like my shout outs and like where you can find me again. I just want to say, because I want to leave you with the most important thing, which is that um, please, please bring awareness to this issue and um, don't discount broadcasters because they're just people who play video games. They do so much more than that. Thank you for your time and for listening to this video.